Welcome to the Success Frequency with host, Aliyah Yasmin. Over the next hour, you're going to learn the impact in your life that results from your way of thinking. Aliyah and her guest will explore the best ways to achieve growth for you. Now, here's Aliyah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Success Frequency. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Aliyah Yasmin Khan. Joining me in studio today, we've got the wonderful Ashley Johnson. And today's episode, we are going to spend some time bridging the gap from suffering to success. So in today's episode, we are really going to take a nice deep dive into things that cause suffering in our lives. And we're going to look at ways that we can take that information and move it over into um, into building ways, bridges to get over those emotional traps that we get stuck in. And we're going to build um, build on that and, and share with you informational stuff on how to take yourself to the next level, build goals, set intentions, and, and move away from the space in which your mind is constantly um, replaying past suffering situations. So welcome, Ash. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. I'm so excited about this one because it will resonate with everyone. Yeah. Everyone's had to start over before. Move yeah. forward and uh, leave a past behind that they maybe didn't know how. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start out. I've kind of outlined um, five key areas um, of suffering, and I'm going to say one of the the most important thing for us to recognize that it's the attachment. It's the mental attachment that causes um, the suffering. So where does the mental attachment occur? It occurs in people. You get attached to a person and you may lose that person maybe in a relationship or you lose that person as a friend or you lose that person um, through death. They may pass away. And so people is, is, is a key way that, you know, we causes us to suffer. Um, place, sometimes we associate certain ideas with places and we have a difficult time going back to those places because we feel the pain and we feel the suffering attached to those places. It triggers memories that make us depressed. And instead of us looking at the memories that were good that were there, we look at the memories of the loss and the trauma. The other one is things, material things that we get emotionally attached to and we believe it's mine. And um, if someone takes it from us, that is a root of suffering. We get attached to outcomes. We have, we always have, we build goals in our life. And then sometimes we have ideas as to how the outcome should look. And when the outcome doesn't happen in that manner, we get that, uh, that bit of suffering that, that comes with not getting the outcome that we really wanted. And then finally, the biggest one of all is the past. We endure trauma in the past and our past suffering is really what kind of holds us back and keeps us from moving forward. So we're going to unpack a little bit about what it is about the past that really what it's trying to tell us and how do we bridge the gap and how do we move forward. Yay. So people, well, first, I guess all of this has to do with outcomes, right? Every single attachment has to do with what you believe the outcome should be. Uh, however you came to that belief, it's 
you have to let go of those outcomes, which I'm sure you'll touch on later. But if we just start with people, there's <laughs> there's a line in Friends <laughs> where they said something like, this guy has the power to send us into a pit of depression or something like that. She says, don't look now. There's this guy over there. And I think so many people have been through that, right? Everyone has a first love or a breakup. Not, well, um, and so... So let's talk about let's talk about that statement to even give someone else power over you is something that, you know, we really need to recognize because we do that unconsciously Um, to say that the other person has power to really bring pain and suffering into your life. They don't until you give them the power to do so. So if we really take a look at why are we empowering others to have that level of control over us when we can't, we, we have a hard enough time controlling ourselves and our own life, our own mental thoughts. We, we don't have control over anyone else. Um, and to give that power to someone else to say, you have the power to destroy me is not okay. So let's talk about why people, because it's an unknowing thing. Obviously, if you could take that power back within a second, you would, because you don't want to feel that heart-wrenching feeling, that physical pain that comes with a with a bad breakup, someone that you were really attached to, which again is the outcome. You see an outcome for your life. You want a specific thing with them. You want to grow old with them. You think you're going to have kids with them or a house, and maybe you do, but you just see more for yourself and you see yourself being happy with them forever. You start to believe that they're the only person for you. You start to believe if, and then of course there's the regret, right? If only I had done this, if only I had done that, if only um, all of the, obviously during a breakup, you're going to have all of these thoughts swirling. Your ego is trying to protect you from ever letting that happen again. And it's trying to tell you, it's trying to work through the reasons why. Um, And it can be soul crushing, So that is exactly why it's so kind of crushing. You see, our egos, we, we, we have a very profound desire to control and dictate our lives. And the only thing that we have control over, and I wish everybody would really kind of pay attention to this, because the only thing we have control over is our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and our actions. And that is where we get to exercise our control. So in terms of building the dream life with the perfect little white picket fence, do we do this? Yes, we do this. And should we always do this? Yes. I don't think it's delusional to always want to achieve that ultimate goal because goals is what motivates us in life. And if we don't get it with one person, we can definitely build a goal again with someone else. In terms of breakups and separations, People, and if you look at your life from the beginning of your life to wherever your life is right now, people have always drifted into your life and will drift out of your life. And very few will be there throughout the entire course of your life. And we need to understand that in the majority of people on this planet, people will come in and then they will leave. And they come in because they need to serve a purpose. That purpose is learn, learn from them, or serve. Serve them or them serve you. And when that time and that window is over, then a separation will occur. The attachment happens as if, a lot of times if they're in service to you. 
if they serve you and you no longer have the service of that individual, there is a level of emotional attachment because you've lost something that was in service to you. Yeah. And I think that's why I... That's why they say, you know, you can't have happiness in a relationship without having it in yourself. I do think that there is the most beautiful relationship is when you come together and just enjoy. And I don't know that you mentioned that unless you meant it in the other two that you said, but that's the healthiest way to have an attachment, right? To I know you love to build goals together, and I think that that's building a whole goals, other Well, building goals together is the path with relationships. Yes. You know, it, Anytime you really look at successful relationships, it's two people that chose to come together and they built a common goal. Whether the goal be to maintain the family, keep the family together, grow the family business, whatever it is, the the glue that holds two people together is a goal. And the goal is literally just to find a better way to live, to focus on some people will come together just to, they both love to meditate and they want to have a peaceful life. You know, there's so many, yeah, there's so many goals, but let's talk about why (laughs) everyone needs to know this. How much time do we have in this segment? Uh, (laughs) Why do you, when you have a breakup with someone, this has changed my entire perspective. It's changed that heart-wrenching part of breakups for me. It's changed everything that I think about relationships. What is your thought process when you break up with someone instead of letting yourself get caught up in that pain? Uh, so I I don't let myself get caught up in the pain. I understand that at times uh, two individuals have to part and they have to, to walk separate paths and and. You see, each one of us, we all have like our path. It's it's called staying in alignment. And when we build a goal and we're committed to our goal, then we have a path to our alignment because the goal is how we know the path to our alignment. When relationships challenge that, and if you lose the relationship, it's okay that you've lost the relationship because In my mind, when I have this goal and I have this destination that I want to get to, if the other person may seem like they're in alignment with it, but they're not in alignment with it, then it's okay to release because I don't want to hold that person back from their full potential. And I also don't want them holding me back from my full potential. At the end of the day, we have to get to the end of life and really say to ourselves, Did I accomplish the things I wanted to accomplish in this life while I was here? Did I live the way I wanted to live? Did I feel the way I wanted to feel every day? And getting caught up for six months, a year, 15 years on someone, uh, it it will change you. And you have to decide how long, Joe Dispenza says this a lot, how long do you want it to affect you? Yeah. Um, And because it can affect you for a few days, a few weeks, and that's, you know, healthy. You want to you want to feel to a certain extent, uh, depending on how that how long the relationship was. But you have to turn inwards, and you have to say, "How do I want to feel? How do I get there? Is this despair? Am I going to let this despair change the way I see relationships, the way I see people? What's so?" Aaliyah will say things like, "What vibration do I want to be on?" Yeah. And maybe that person wasn't on her vibration. Maybe you know, you guys. Just- That's exactly what it is. 
The, the exact fact of the matter is that usually when a split occurs in a relationship, it's because two people are vibrating at different frequencies. Yes. And that's exactly why. So because I know this, you know, if separation occurs, I just accept it because we're not vibrationally aligned. When we're vibrationally aligned, a lot can be accomplished. I mean, I've seen that in my own life. And when we're no longer vibrationally aligned, absolutely nothing is accomplished. Yes. And, you know, I, and I don't mean nothing is accomplished. I mean, nothing can be accomplished together because there's sort of like, you know, any anyone that's ever experienced a breakup, there may be a little bit of push and pull that's here and there, a little bit of residual um, friction and friction and, and, you know, people not processing their emotions and, you know things of that nature. And we have to take ownership to process our emotions. And I think that's one of the key things to building success in relationships is to process your emotions. You have to understand those feelings of like lust and, and, and all that good stuff, that fades away in a relationship. What you're left with is basically the core of the person. All of the things that first attracted attraction is the least of your problems because at the end of the day, you would never allow someone in that you weren't attracted to to begin with. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, are you going to make the choice to love that person? That's a choice at a certain point in a relationship that has to be made. You have to choose love. Yes. You have to choose the peace when the arguments come along or the disagreements come along. Yes. You have to make those choices for yourself. You can't dictate it on someone else. They may or may not choose that. But if they choose a different path, you have to accept their path as well. And I think acceptance is a big thing that a lot of people just don't, um, they have a difficult time with acceptance. Right. So, uh, ugh. <laughs> so to get over that breakup you're going to first of all accept that you had the relationship and remember try to remember the good times but for but mostly you're going to decide where you want to be how do I want to feel now what's my next goal that's the biggest thing I saw um, that I've seen in the past that changed the way I think is okay well, well there's nothing I can do about that what yeah. is my next goal so the first thing I actually start out with is gratitude like, I always list all of the wins of the relationship. I always start out with gratitude. And the reason why I start out with gratitude is because I want to make sure that I am not going to ever go down like a hateful or vengeful path. So I start with appreciation. I'm so grateful for every step of the way of the relationship. I'm grateful for my growth through the relationship. I'm grateful for the knowledge that the relationship has provided to me. I'm grateful for all of the takeaways, all of the wins. And you know, a lot of times that person comes into your life and they help you to see you. Ugh. <laughs> they do because you're both on the same vibration when you get into the relationship. Yeah. So they they're mirroring back at you, you. And a lot of people have a difficult time in understanding this. They say, well, no, it's not me. It's him. Or, you know, it's not him. He is you and you are him. You are both on the same vibrational frequency to ever get into the relationship in the first place. So as the separations occurring, understand that you're both sort of mirroring each other as well through the separation. There's no, there's no doubt that there's a level of mirroring that's taking place. We are going to take a little bit break 
a little break right now. And then as soon as we get back, we're going to chat a little bit more about this topic and some of the other things that cause suffering in our lives. Sublime Knowledge Mindset Coaching offers guaranteed results. 100% of clients reported seeing positive changes in their mindset after just one session. Clients learn to release negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions, improving their overall well-being. Create the life you've always envisioned for yourself. Shift your mindset after one session or your money back, guaranteed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Success Frequency with Aliyah Yasmin. We hope you are finding these tools and tips applicable to your own situations in life. Now, back to the show. Back, I'm here talking, chatting it up with Ashley Johnson, and we are talking about, you know, different types of suffering that people encounter. We talked about suffering through breakup. Um, we're going to dive into in this segment a little bit more about people suffering that's caused from someone that has passed away. So, um, when we lose someone and we're not expecting that loss, there's a greater level of suffering attached to it. And what I want to share with listeners is that we need to be proactive and actually live each day like it's our last day and treat others in the same manner. Like if we can get into a space where we're bringing more love, more forgiveness, more compassion to every individual that is in our lives and speaking with that compassion and treating them with respect and if the moment comes in which they're removed through death from our lives, the recovery becomes a little bit easier and a little bit faster because you know that while they were here, you poured every ounce of love that you had into them. And this is really important. I experienced this with my mother because there was a point where, you know, I was told she had a certain amount of time left to live. And... I made a commitment to myself. I, I, I stopped the job that I was doing. I made a commitment to myself to spend those moments with her. And this really taught me a very valuable lesson because when I lost my mom, her transition was one of the easiest things for me to get over because there were so many deep, profound conversations that I had with her, you know, unpacking my own trauma, you know, from like my teenage years, like ways that I acted that was just stupid and unacceptable, you know, even ways that I acted in my adult life that was stupid and unacceptable. And I was able to say, you know, I made those mistakes, I own it. And I want you to know, like, I want your forgiveness for it, because that's important. I feel like I need my mother, I needed my mother's forgiveness for it. And having her blessing in that manner, you know, was one of the greatest gifts that I could ever receive from her. And being able to tell her all my grievances on things that she may have done, you know, whether she was consciously doing it or not consciously doing it, um, and say, you know what, I love you so much, and I forgive you. And 
just putting myself in a great emotional space because I I was fortunate enough to somewhat have a time window to do that with my mom. When my dad passed away, it was sudden. It was unexpected. And I was 11 years old. So I didn't have that opportunity to really say, you know what, like, I love you. I, I care about you. I didn't have any of those opportunities. And his death took me years to get over. And I mean, years, just deeply rooted in depression. Talk about suffering as a teenager, like just deeply rooted in depression. And, you know, I, I, I had to be strong because my mom was still there. So I would put on this sort of fake face <laughs> and, um, and act like I was strong and, and, you know, go about my life. But inside, like, I was just like, I was, I was falling apart. And in dealing with, you know, the death of my dad and dealing with the death of my mom, it was a massive transition, but I created that transition because I looked at everything I lost when, when I lost my dad and all the things I didn't say and all of the things I wish I said. I, I did that and I wrote that stuff down and I said, you know what, I, if I should lose my mom, I want to clear the air with all of the stuff, whatever it was. And by the time we got to that point in which she passed away, I was in a great space. I had loved her. I had forgiven her. She had forgiven me. She was, her last words to me was, I love you, baby. And that was like the sweetest thing that I think anyone can ever experience. Like it just, it gets me emotional when I think about <laughs> it. But it's just the sweetest thing that, and, and I wish that experience for everyone because I trained for that experience, if this makes sense. Yeah. I trained for the experience because I consciously chose to love her regardless. I consciously chose to forgive her regardless. You know, so it took self-awareness. I didn't just fall into that fortunate experience. It took self-awareness to guide me through that experience because... I was aware of the pain and suffering that can come from death from my father and how it could spiral into depression. And I said, well, if I got to say all the things I wanted to say, then I don't carry guilt. Then I don't carry anger. Then I don't carry resentment. Then I don't carry any levels of anxiety or any levels of regret. These are, these are all major emotional things that we that we will encounter. Now, I can't change the situation with my dad. It just is. So I had to be bring myself to a place of acceptance. It just is. I had the opportunity with my mother to be proactive, and I could change the end result. So I worked towards that. You know, for everybody, my, my piece of advice, my word of advice to each and every one of you is that where you have control to make those changes within your own self, not the other person. Can't change them, but you can change you. You work on your mind and you work on the way that you're thinking and you grow, you grow the relationship based on your ability to love and to forgive. And that growth that you will do for that person will grow the strongest bond with them. It will grow the closest connection with them. And it will be, if they should transition, you would be in a, in a much happier place. Well, let's talk about how to 
a lot of people can't say their grievances. They can't, you know, people can't communicate sometimes. Um, there are some people that are just hard. You want so much to love them. Would you say still, you know, still try to say what you want to say? Also, people are exhausted sometimes. They're, you know, they're working so much. They're, it's hard to be that person you want to be to every person. So let's talk about little ways, just reminders that you can. So one key reminder to remember is that as long as your heart is filled with love towards them, that's your state of peace. You can't control if they're going to be loving and kind towards you. That... Or, or take what you feel and say the way you want them to. Exactly. And, and some people, you may even try to pour love into them and they don't have the eyes to see it. Yeah. And they may be rebellious against you. This is this is real life. <laughs> <laughs> People that are hardest to love they're need hard love the love. most. They're, they're hard to love. They're <laughs> difficult to love. But you have to understand something. For individuals that don't love themselves, they don't have the capacity to love. So when it comes to self-love, it's what your heart feels. I really feel that we will be judged on how our heart feels towards someone else. That is that is the end day, uh, you know, judgment of all is going to be like, where was your heart in relation to this person? And as long as your heart's not in a place of hatred, anger, resentment, hurt, pain, suffering, when your heart is in that place, then you're not in the right place. When your heart is in a place of pure love, then nothing nothing you have to worry about because you know that your heart is light you know the ancient egyptians uh i think it's like um they used to weigh the heart they they said you get to the end of life and you weigh the heart against a feather <laughs> and that determines their their path to the afterlife it it really is there there is some truth to that because you never want to leave the earth and and have your heart beat heavy you want the heart to be light so you can't you can give them love, and if they're not willing to accept it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. But you always want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself in this process, and you're making sure that you're taking care to love and forgive in, in that grand manner. And try to take five minutes and send that text and yes. make that phone call, even if it's just five minutes, and you that's all you have, that's all you can muster. Tell them that. Hey, just wanted to check in, see what you have to see, say, you know, what's going on in your life? How's your day? Sure. Um, you it's, know, it's, it might not be well simple. received at first, but I guarantee if you do it five times, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. you're calling for five minutes. What's up? Well, everything we do in repetition <laughs> yields results. So if repetitiously we're saying I love you, we're going to grow love. Yes. Yeah. If repetitiously we're attacking the other person, we're going to grow attack, right? <laughs> like let's let's think about like what what it is that we are pouring onto the situation. If we're pouring an abundance of love onto the situation, then we're giving more in in that in that space and we're really operating with with spirit and kindness and compassion. Because the reality is we're going to lose most people without warning. Absolutely. Um, or, you know, without having said what we wanted to say. So anything we can pour, like you say, pour love into. Um, and of course, as I say this, there's so many people in my mind where I'm like, well, okay, I need to make a few phone calls, send a few texts. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just try to live it. We we talked about people 
Let's talk about places. Um, places, we tend to get attachment to places. We don't realize that there's attachment, but if there was pain and suffering associated with a location on the planet, we do everything we possibly can to avoid that location. I know I've done that in my life, and it's not the location. It's our thoughts, our perception of the pain associated with the location that we have a difficult time processing and dealing. So if you feel like you're avoiding a certain street... <laughs> Um, in my case, I, I lived in New York at that time, avoiding taking a certain subway train to a certain area, you know, <laughs> because I don't want to deal with those emotions. The emotions don't go away. Um, there's a path, you know, and and what I share, this is mindset coaching. I want to share this with you because this is not um, going to a psychologist or, or getting therapy. And if you need therapy, absolutely go Get yourself a great psychologist. Get yourself a great therapist. What I share with you is mindset coaching. So we're looking at what it is. We're looking at, do I have control over the situation? Yes or no. If it's yes, we take action. If it's no, we accept it. It just is. In any areas that we have control over, we should take action. So so let's... Do you give some practicals. Sure. How do we move forward from the death and the breakup? How do we start over? How do we let go of those attachments to the outcomes so do we and have create control? a new? Yep. Do we have control? If we have control because let's say you're in a situation where one person still wants to be with the other person and the other person is saying no. Okay, the control lies with that person. So that person has has a level of control because this person is presented to them. They want to be back with them. Now, that person has an abundance of responsibility because they have to decide whether to take action to get back with that person or if to move forward. And that's where we have control. And this is this is the key thing. We need to take that responsibility very seriously. We need to sit there. We need to weigh our pros and our cons. And we, we need to understand that if being with that person will allow us to grow, that is where success lies. If being with that person pulls us negatively in the wrong place, that is a problem. Yeah. That's and if you, you want to be away. with someone that, yeah, that doesn't want to be with you or whatever happened in the, if they're, if you're not treated well, the only next step and what you have to decide if you have been doing, which I can almost guarantee you, you haven't been doing this is pouring love into yourself. Yeah. How do you, how does that look? Are you, can you try to be healthier, which is very hard when you're going through that. Um, are you, how are you talking to yourself? The w I can almost guarantee you the way you're talking to yourself right now is unacceptable. You need to know your worth, know that you have value no matter what, that you are perfect just the way you are. You're on a journey. And if you decide that you want better for yourself, if you decide that you love yourself, that God made you perfect, the universe made you perfect, um, you deserve all the love in the world. You deserve attention. You deserve respect um, because you do. You really do. <laughs> yeah. It, You're going to move the, forward. Sorry. The first thing that we need to give ourselves is that love and that respect. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it's just us. Like, it's just me at the end of the day. And I say me as a generalized statement for everyone listening to that to this. Like, it's just you at the end of the day. And you, uh, Joe Dispenza will say, you know, you are consciousness divine. And that is so profound to me because... 
You are here to experience. You are a piece of God. You are a piece of the universe. You are stardust put here to experience. And I know that life wouldn't create you to experience pain. It created you to find the joy and the the love and the peace and the amazement, you know, in every day, every moment. Yes. You know, when we, when we take a break and we come back, what I'm going to share with you is the dualistic aspect of who we are. And I'm really, I talk a lot about mental duality, but as soon as we get back from this break, I'm going to really deep dive into mental duality because we were built with duality in mind. And I will explain that. Let's take a little break and we'll be right back. Sublime Knowledge Mindset Coaching offers guaranteed results. 100% of clients reported seeing positive changes in their mindset after just one session. Clients learn to release negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions, improving their overall well-being. Create the life you've always envisioned for yourself. Shift your mindset after one session or your money back, guaranteed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Success Frequency with Aliyah Yasmin. We hope you are finding these tools and tips applicable to your own situations in life. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are talking about how to bridge the gap from suffering to success. And I have um, a very important piece that I want to share with everyone. You see, we are supposed to experience duality in this life. And that's something that we really have to understand. Everything is dualistic in life. You have daytime, you have nighttime, you have all of the experiences. And and I want to share this one very uh this one very important piece is that negativity is predominant. We have to bring in the positivity. You know, it's it's kind of like how darkness is a fundamental and then God created light. <laughs> he said, let there be light. We have to bring in the light. We have to bring in the positivity into our mind because negativity was built not intentionally, but by default. So, for example, Ashley, you have a young child and you have a desire to protect him. You want to make sure that he doesn't encounter danger. And as you're as you're going through the process of protecting him and saying, we don't do this because this can go wrong. We don't do this because this can happen to you. And, and you start to explain those things to him so that you can build his conscious awareness you don't realize that it's actually a negative fear-based implantation of information into his little mind. But we all encounter this. <laughs> and this is something that we can't, this is how our parents, like human babies are very fascinating because they're born 
with no ability to do anything. <laughs> We're like the only species on the planet. Everyone else is smart. Uh, you know, the babies are smart. They're born. They're already going out looking for food. They can walk in some cases. And us, we're not. We are so stupid. We're not stupid. We just, we just really are born with a blank slate. So we don't know what we're doing. So we, we are born with a complete empty subconscious. And that has to be filled with information. And the first way of filling that with information is through protection. And the opposite of protection is fear. So mom strives to instill fear into child so that child does not make this, you know, mistakes that could kill him or her. Yeah. And that's where the negative implantation kind of happens. And I really spent a lot of time studying this because I try to, I try to understand, is there a, po a more positive way to raise a child? You know, is there, is there ways, is there... Is there a path that we're not seeing? And, and and the fact of the matter is that protection is the most important thing. You're responsible for that child. So protection is the most important thing. But the path to correction is, is actually really easy. <laughs> the path to correction is understanding duality and repetitiously doing what needs to be done to make those corrections. Repetition is how we ever learn to begin with. So in adulthood, as we're dealing with thoughts, feelings, emotions, actions, habitual behaviors, we are looking at repetition of good practices so that we could wipe out the bad practices. The, the idea is to sit with yourself and understand what your predominant thoughts are and assess the thought. Is the thought going to get you to your goal? <laughs> Ashley's laughing because that's always what I tell her when. <laughs> that's what my son says. He made a soccer goal the other day and I said, you made a goal. And he said, is that thought going to get me to my goal? Yes, it, yes, did, it son. did. It sure did. And, you know, this yes, is the type of stuff that's so, that's so valuable because the way we think, the thoughts turn into an idea. <laughs> the idea turns into a plan. The plan turns into action. Yes. We, we, we go through these processes and we do this so autonomously without ever paying attention to what we're actually doing. And if we catch it with the thought and the thought is not in alignment with the goal, then we've caught the thought. We can adjust the thought. <laughs> let's play a game sure let's talk about oh my gosh this is like my favorite game our affirmation workshops are my favorite because <laughs> it really is about duality right and you don't realize just how powerful it is or just even how negative you're thinking um let's just instead of talking let's play okay so Sometimes you'll go from a negative and you don't even realize it's a negative. Once you start catching one thing, you'll catch another. You'll go from a negative and you can't quite get to a positive. So you'll go to a neutral. And I think that's such a powerful thing. Um, so let's pretend that we are having, um, let's have doubt. Sure. Doubt's a big one. So instead of worry doubt. Worry and doubt. <laughs> worry and doubt. Worry and doubt. Instead of going straight to positivity, we'll go to, we'll go to courage. Yep. Or uh, passiveness. Like, oh, well. Yeah. Whatever happens will happen. There's always a way to move forward. That's so exactly, that's exactly the key to it. You know, as you're going from a negative thought, feeling, and emotion, let, let's, take, let's take something deeper. Let's look at depression. 
Depression is suppression of expression. Like what would be the opposite? It's expression. And usually what makes us feel depressed is because we don't feel like we're being heard or we don't feel like people are seeing us or seeing our true nature. So we need to spend time. We understand that we're depressed. This is not you know, it's not an easy fix. This is this is continuous personal growth and development. I just want people to know this. I make this sound like it's easy, but it is continuous work on yourself throughout the entire course of your life. Yes. But you're experiencing depression. It's a lack of ability to express. So the so opposite- you might be feel sorry, I can't help Go ahead. it. You might be feeling numb and that's part of your depression, but the reality is that's part of your path to healing. It so is. you'll have numbness if you can feel with that numbness stillness and right. and engage in that and say, okay, well, this is where my body is taking me right now. This is the, what my body is feeling. Instead of feeling depressed, I now just feel numb. Yeah. Or instead of angry, I now just feel numb. Okay. Yeah. So and let's usually through a, in that uh, through a whole lot of anger. Like if you ever noticed yes. after an intense fight is over, you're just like numb whatever you're just numb yeah <laughs> it's just like you you've you've cried you've gotten all the emotions out and then you're just numb and then it's that's where you know our human nature will bring us to that point of peace our human nature will bring us to that numb yeah and then from that numb we have to make the conscious choices but we can't make the conscious choices unless we know what led to the again every thought is created in the mind before the situation occurs. We are thinking the thoughts, but not just thinking the thoughts. We're feeling the feelings in our heart. We're feeling the feelings. We're thinking the thoughts, and then we are creating a laser power with our emotions. And that laser power is either going to take us to success or it's going to take us to a worse uh, situation that we don't want to experience. So let's say that you're depressed. You just had that fight. Um, two different things, but they both lead to some sort of num numbness, right? Mm -hmm. So you can try to be in that stillness, and then you can try to allow yourself to imagine what you would rather have happen in your life, what you would hope for your future, what you um, you just start to give yourself some opti optimism, even if it's I always say this, even if it feels silly, because it will. Um, what can you be motivated about in the future? What do you hope for your relationship in the future? If not with this person, what would you rather have someone do for you if, in that relationship? Yeah, always keep yourself attached to your ideal goal. You have to build a vision for the goal. And a lot of times we don't spend enough time envisioning the goal. And we let the life happen to us instead of us impacting our lives. The only way that you know whether or not someone will be in alignment with you is if you have a goal and you see that goal vividly in your mind and someone comes along and they're not in alignment with it, you know to walk away. You know to walk away and walk away as quickly as possible because it means that you are not in a vibrational frequency with the goal as yet. 
And you may be building yourself up and building your vibrational frequency to get on that goal level. And you have to continue imagination and and getting your emotions involved. Your emotions is the laser pointer, getting your emotions involved. Expectation is the key. So as we start to expect it, I want you to think about what the emotions of expectation feels like. It's happiness, it's excitement, like Think about yourself when you go on roller coasters. I love roller coasters. Like that expectation of the feeling of coming down is just like, what? And you're just like, for me, it's hands up in the air and I'm just excited. I'm so excited for the point where the roller coaster goes over because that's anticipation. That's excitement. That's, that's, that's That's the driving factor why we want to keep our keep our eyes on the prize and really keep our, our vision on the goal because it's that moment when you have the happiness and you have the excitement it's that much energetic field that you want to pull and draw to yourself that will take you up to that magic place that magic mountain <laughs> that is going to give you the most excitement in your life and the moment that you have the excitement in your life you're able to take you're able to walk out of, of, the, of the path of suffering and you're able to walk into the path of excitement. And I, and I don't like to say hope. I will, sh- yes. I will share this <laughs> because I don't think that hope is the right word, but it does give you anticipation. And I will use that word because I think anticipation is more powerful and it, and it gives you excitement. It makes you imagine, well, what do I anticipate? Exactly. What would I want to anticipate? What would I be excited about? Exactly. And if you're moving from a relationship to not in a relationship, yes, you want to think about your next relationship, but you also want to think about how do I want to feel on my own? What do I want to accomplish exactly. on my own? What's next, my love? Yes. You deserve everything. You deserve happiness. What's going to make you feel that peace right now? Exactly. That's exactly. Those are just the emotions you want to you want to embrace, you know, maybe single life. Maybe there's maybe there's a place you always wanted to see and your your partner didn't want to see. You want to embrace that excitement and embrace the outcomes and embrace being able to guide your life the way that you want to guide your life. And these are all things that are just so amazing when you start to do it, because you can leave the path of suffering behind and you can quickly step into this new this new sense of being just through building goals. So let's talk about the worry that comes with, let's go from worry to the next thing. Because when you have sometimes a death, when you have a breakup, yeah. there's a lot of times worry because things are intertwined. Sure. You're going to have to decide what have, what's going to happen, you know, to have more money, all these things. So go for the it. The exact path to bridging this gap, write it down. What are you worried about? We need to know exactly what you're worried about. You know this because these predominant thoughts are running through your mind, but you're not putting it to paper. So sit with pen and paper, do some self-reflection, some self-looking, just really mastering your mind and say, what predominant thoughts? What is my biggest worry? What, what can I do? The first thing you can do, write it down. Yes. And if there's something that's going to happen, no matter what you do, and you're spending your nights awake dreading or you're having nightmares about what's going to happen next, then maybe we need to accept there are things that are going to happen. 
Um, so from here, yeah. now how do we move forward? How do we, how do we build that anticipation again and that that emotion for the faith and what could be? Yes. And one of the key things that I want to share with everybody is that willingness. Willingness to change is the key. You have to be willing to release the worry and the doubt. And willingness, I really want people to embody willingness because will is actually one of our mental faculties. And it's a fantastic mental faculty that we have. It's already built into us. So let's apply it. Willingness, imagination, it's already built into us. It's what we do. We, yes. Im- we are visionaries. We imagine things. We imagine situations and scenarios. It's already built into us. So if we can hold our, our eyes, our sight on imagination for the future, that vision, that, that idea that we want to see happen, that is always good. I was just going to say, I know that the easiest thing is to imagine the next be- worst thing and the next worst yes. scenario and next to next. It is so hard sometimes when you're in that space to imagine even a single good thing happening. But just imagine that one single thing, even if it's random, even if it's something that I don't I don't even care if you have to think. Gosh. So build a vision. This is this is why it's so important. Like I think I, I, I'm a big fan of vision boards. If you know where you're going, then you you have a vision. And every time you look at it, you know that that's the life you want to live. And every single day, it just motivates you to want to work towards that life. So put your vision board in a great place because these are the things that motivate us. Even if you're making your vision board while you're crying and you're forcing yourself because you are going to have a moment of, oh, that would be nice. (laughs) And then you'll have more of those moments along the way. I say it totally joking, but it's true sometimes. You have to do it. You have to bring yourself, you have to bring yourself to attention. (laughs) Attention is also, and focus is the other thing, because it doesn't matter if you're dealing with the most traumatic situation right now, you sit there and you build a vision and you say, this is going to be my life. This is how I, these are the experiences I want to experience in life. Then you have something you're working towards. And that clear set direction that you're working towards is what you're going to help to nurture and develop. You know, I want to, I want to give this, I want you to consider this. If 70% of your daytime waking conscious mind is spent reliving past situations and negative experiences, you will never move forward. And only 30% is spent on, on your goal. You will never move forward. If you're statistically set up for failure. Mm-hmm. So if, if we recognize this, and even if we were to shift it in, in such a manner that 70% is focused on goal and 30% is focused maybe on past as we're going through our transition, um, that makes it so much easier for us to bridge the gap and get to the next level. I want to thank Ashley for being here. Today was amazing. I, I hope you guys got value out of this. Please Connect with us, visit us at www.sublimeknowledge.com, send us messages, let's connect, let's keep this conversation going, and I hope to to help everyone I possibly can. With Sign up for an affirmation, affirmation workshop. workshops. Yes. Use 
<laughs> There's actually an app on the website. Yeah. Whenever you're struggling, you put that website on your, you know, on your favorites, go to the website, go to the app at the bottom of the shop page. The shop page. Mm-hmm. It's free. Um, and you just type in what you're feeling, what you're- whether you're feeling um, sorrow, regret, guilt, pain. Um, it will give you a whole list of things that you can repeat to yourself and you'll start to feel a little better, a little better. Once you get better at it, you'll start doing it yourself. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for your time. And I hope this was helpful. Please do connect with us. Have a wonderful day. Make every day your greatest day ever. Thanks for tuning in to the Success Frequency with Aliyah Yasmin. We hope you've learned something that can help you achieve your goals this month. Tune in next week for another inspiring episode. Until then, have a beautiful month.